0: We kind of live in a weird world. We kind of live in a crazy world right now. Uh, politics are kind of out of control. People bickering on both sides of the aisle. No one can quite get along. Partisan politics have kind of taken over, and, uh, and hardly anything gets done. Uh, capitalism can, can so easily become corrupt and take advantage. Uh, my iPhone being the most recent example that, of course... Uh, about a month before I'm due for uh, for my two years being up, and it'll just be free to own this iPhone from here on. It, it's starting to break, uh, of course. I think I think they've designed it that way to break after like 23 months. Uh, capitalism corrupts. Violence is rampant in our country, in our world, and uh, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. Uh, there exists something called celebrity gossip, which I can't quite understand. It's such a weird concept in our culture that we actually care about that. It's this crazy, crazy world. Social media uh, has become, uh, social media as a means of connection is a farce, uh, and it actually isn't that connecting. Uh, there's a thing called fake news in our world, and you actually understand what I mean when I say that phrase, and it's actually a common thing. It's just kind of, There's lots of things that are kind of upside down uh, about our world right now. Uh, I would say that we could use a little more wisdom. I would say that our world, our our churches, we as people of faith could use a little more wisdom. Which is where the book of Proverbs comes in. Proverbs is all about wisdom. This is how it begins. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight. Uh, So I want to spend seven weeks in the book of Proverbs, uh, and and I want to see what it has to teach. As I've been living uh, in the book of Proverbs for the last few weeks, I'm increasingly excited For us to explore and learn together. I I think there's a a number of good words for us here. Now of course in seven weeks you can't tackle an entire book. Uh, uh, I, I understand that. There's 31 chapters and endless little phrases that you could nitpick the whole thing. And so I'm not going to do that with this sermon series. I'm just not able to. Maybe sometime we'll pick a year and we'll just uh, work from beginning to end and see what there is for us to learn. But that's not what I'm trying to do with this seven-week series here. Uh, I'm going to tackle certain themes. Uh, It means there'll be some things that are left out, and it also means that there'll be some overlap from week to week, where even at times I'll be repeating some things, and I'll do that because I think it's important for us uh, to, to rehash those same things. But I just think the book of Proverbs, maybe more so than ever, is really important for us. And in 2017, in the kind of upside-down world that we see, uh, it's really, really relevant. It's really practical and really helpful. So, uh, so I'm calling this series Proverbs, How to Live a Life, because I think that's what Proverbs is about. How do we live well? How do we do life well here in this world, and how do we do it with wisdom, Uh, which the opposite of wisdom in the book of Proverbs is folly. How do we move away from folly and we start to choose wisdom for ourselves as we try to live a good life, as we try to live well? So today, uh, this is a bit of an introduction uh, to the whole idea of wisdom, Uh, maybe kind of setting a table for the next six weeks here. Uh, but I want to explore a few questions this morning, uh, or I think I'm going to explore a few questions this morning. Things like, what is wisdom? What, what does wisdom do? What is wisdom good for? Why should we pursue it? So this is kind of a, we're laying some groundwork here for for moving forward in this series. So, uh, a few thoughts, and then a few more thoughts. Is that clear enough? All right. So I'll start with the few thoughts. Uh, Wisdom in Hebrew is the word hakma, which is why my, my title here is Hungering for Hakma." It's the word chakmah. Uh, so chakmah translates as wisdom, uh, but there's lots of other ways to, to kind of think about this word. Wisdom, skill, learning, ability. Uh, it, it Hakma is like a, a skill in life, trade or war, uh, or a skill in spiritual things uh, as well. Uh, to be wise is to have honed a craft or an idea or a practice to have learned and worked and become excellent a, at something uh, so I know that 's a very basic level understanding uh, where we 're starting from here, but I think it already starts to help us make some distinctions about what wisdom is and what wisdom is not. Uh, so I would say, even just from, from that very simple starting place, I, I think that we could say that wisdom is not about being smart or getting good grades. That's not what we're talking about when we're talking about wisdom. And, and I'm, I'm kind of proof of that. I, I got great grades in, in high school uh, and in college, but there was a lot about me that was anything but wise. There was so much, even though I did well in school and, and people thought I was smart and everything. And then strangely, uh, or maybe even because of it, as I started the grad school portion of my life, uh, I was starting to ask harder and better questions about life and faith and church and the world, all while my grades were tanking. I didn't really do that well in grad school. I didn't get very good grades. Uh, my grades were saying I wasn't as smart as I used to be, yet I was feeling wiser than ever. I was feeling like for the first time in my life, I was asking questions that mattered. And, it was, and those kind of questions were taking me to answers that could actually do something, that could actually transform me into a certain kind of person. Uh, we sometimes equate wisdom and intellect. We sometimes put those on the, in the same conversation, but the wisdom tradition that we see in Scripture uh, is clear that they are different. Wisdom is not the same as being smart. Wisdom is not the same as getting good grades. Wisdom is not the same as intellect. It's the reason why I got pulled over for speeding so many times in my late teens and early 20s and now haven't gotten a speeding ticket in a decade. Right? I was always smart. And yet, I wasn't very wise. I've wised up, right? It's, it's the reason why incredibly smart, wealthy, educated, accomplished people do stupid things every day, right? It's, it's the reason why people take pictures of their body parts that end up on the internet and end up getting themselves fired, right? Because you can be smart and accomplished and educated and be so unwise, simultaneously, right? We see it all the time. Wisdom and intelligence are not the same thing. Wisdom is way deeper, way different than good grades and a high IQ. There's a depth and profoundness to wisdom that can't be measured by a standardized test. It's not about, uh, we're not talking about a strong GPA or a photographic memory or being good at Jeopardy or winning at Trivial Pursuit. You can be smart, but unwise. Those aren't the same thing. Uh, Wisdom is different. Wisdom has been present since the beginning of the world. If you want to have your Bibles on your lap, I'm going to be jumping around all series long here. That might be helpful, but I can read things quickly. But wisdom is different. It's been around since the beginning. Proverbs 3, 19 and 20. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the deeps were divided and the clouds let down. Drop the dew. Uh, As Rob Bell says, we're talking about aligning ourselves at the deepest level of our being with something that's been present in creation the whole time. Wisdom is the thing that set everything in motion from the very beginning. God's wisdom uh, was a part of the entire creation process and has been, be- has been present ever since. So when we search for wisdom, when we hunger for chakmah, we aren't just memorizing facts and acing tests, we are tapping into a truth and a beauty and a way of life that has been here since the beginning. It, th- this is something that's woven into the fabric of existence and in some ways, as we hunger and thirst for wisdom, as we seek it out with all of our being, we're in some ways tapping into something that's central to the core of all of existence. Uh, that's way more than getting good grades uh, or being smart. So that said, uh, with, with that said, I would say that there's no ceiling on wisdom. There's no limit, there's no peak, there's no max load capacity. There's no level uh, of wisdom where we where we can can arrive. Wisdom isn't like intellect or, or being smart. There's, there's a limit to someone's IQ. You can only read so many books. You can only get so smart. Uh, but with wisdom, you don't ever arrive at a point where you're as wise as you can be. Finally, I got there. I'm as wise as I'll ever be. I'm glad I, I don't have to keep hungering for wisdom. I've finally arrived, right? It's not not like that. That's not the way it works. Wisdom is different than intellect. There's no cap to wisdom. There's no limit or boundary. Proverbs 2, verse 10, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Wisdom is something that gets into you. It digs in. It's not something that we go and read about in a book. It's something that we hunger and thirst for, and then it seeps into our very being. It works on us. It changes us. And if we're open to it, it will keep getting into us over and over throughout our years. It keeps working on us. It keeps changing us. It keeps doing that. For our entire life. And the beauty of wisdom is that it doesn't make us proud of our accomplishments. It doesn't make us want to stop and say, look how wise I am. It actually humbles us and makes us hungry for even more wisdom. So it's this cycle. It's this circle that we get into. That as we seek after God's wisdom, as he fills us with something that's woven into the fabric of of existence, as we tap into something that's been there from the beginning, it actually humbles us. And we'll talk about that more next week. But it sends us out onto this journey, this quest, where we're looking for even more wisdom. There, there's always more to learn. I can always behave better. Wisdom can, can always be more deeply embedded into my heart. I can always be more wise. And it, and it makes us hungry for more of that alright so the last thing that I'll say before I say some more things is that in Proverbs we see wisdom personified as a woman uh, it's, how, it's how wisdom shows up in a woman which I, uh, in Proverbs as a woman I love that uh, and in Proverbs this woman wisdom she cries out in the streets to anyone who might hear and respond desperate for followers who will desperately follow I love these passages. Uh, Proverbs 1, starting with verse 20. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. Wisdom beckons us to follow her. Pleads with us to walk in her ways. Calls out from the top of the walls, out into the public square. Stop being stupid. Start following. Stop being full of foolishness and folly. Stop being unwise and step into uh, wisdom that has been here since the beginning. So, if wisdom has a depth to it, if tapping into wisdom is tapping into something that's been baked into eternity, if being wise is aligning ourselves with the way of the universe and life and God, the way that it was always meant to be experienced and lived. and if wisdom knows her ways are good and deep and profound and is begging, pleading, clamoring for us to walk in her ways, then I'm inviting us at the onset of this series, challenging us to open ourselves up to the way of wisdom. As we move through the book of Proverbs, as we explore some of its themes, uh, I'm inviting us to open ourselves up to the way of wisdom, to a new way of being and living and existing in the world. I'm inviting us to answer the call of woman wisdom. That over the next few months, we would openly explore the ways in our life that we too often opt for folly Over wisdom and begin to act, behave, think, exist differently and better. Uh, By no means is this a message meant to be an exhaustive look at wisdom. So so I don't really have a good way of wrapping this thing up for us. We'll continue to explore the idea of wisdom over the next six weeks, but I do want to end today uh, with a few more practical comments on the questions I brought up earlier. What is wisdom and what does wisdom do? So, a few more thoughts. Uh, I've heard it said before that wisdom is the knowledge and ability to make the right choices at the right time. That Wisdom is the knowledge and ability to make the right choices at the right time. We see this in Proverbs Chapter 6, starting with verse 20. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart, fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light and correction and instruction are the way to life. Keeping you from your neighbor's wife, from the smooth talk of a wayward woman, or from any sin. Wisdom keeps us from any sin. There's a really practical element to wisdom. What does wisdom do? Uh, it actually helps us, it actually impacts our lives, it actually allows us to live better and make better decisions and experience the blessing of living the life that God has for us. Wisdom will guide us, it's a lamp. It's a light, it's correction and instruction that leads to life. So wisdom should be honored and respected and longed for and kept close by our side. Uh, Proverbs 7, verses 4 and 5, Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and to insight, you are my relative. They will keep you from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words. Or again, from any sin, But, but I love this. Say to Wisdom, you are my sister. Wisdom is our sister, our relative, our friend. She guides us along good paths and should be sought after at any cost. She will help us. She will guide us. She will be a lamp to us as we, as we tap into the wisdom tradition, as we long for God's wisdom in our life. She will guide us along good paths. And should be sought after at all costs. Wisdom is actually helpful. It will actually lead us into better decisions and a better life. And then a final thought for us this morning. As wisdom is forming us and challenging us and changing us and helping us to tap into the depth and profoundness of the universe, we are being formed and challenged and changed in very specific ways. Uh, wisdom, wisdom is helpful. Wisdom guides us. What does wisdom do? It helps us to live a better life. But I think that wisdom helps us to do that in very, very specific ways. And, that, that, and those ways are, that, uh, are uh, that wisdom helps us toward a way of righteousness and justice. As we are formed by wisdom, we become people who can say no to evil and folly, and say yes to goodness and justice. Proverbs 2, verse 9. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. Skipping to verse 12. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways. And verse 20. Thus you will walk in the ways of the just. And keep to the paths of the righteous. The quest for wisdom, the openness to new ideas and understanding, the willingness to own our own folly and begin to walk and think and live in a better way will form us into people who live more rightly and act more justly. What does wisdom do? It helps us to flee evil, to live more righteous, upright lives. Uh, but it also helps us to be more just, justice-oriented, to be more just in the world, to fight for the cause of, of other people, to champion the cause of the, the marginalized and the oppressed, those who are in poverty, those who are struggling. Wisdom turns us into a person who recognizes uh, that others are struggling, that others are in folly, that others are living in foolishness or the foolishness and folly of systemic problems in our world has trapped people in unjust systems and it makes us have a heart for for, uh, freeing people from the injustice, the foolishness, the folly that they have found themselves in. Uh, I don't know about you, but I want that. I I want wisdom to guide me into that kind of life. I want more righteousness and justice in my life. I too, act, too often act foolishly, succumbing to the folly of the world, but I desperately want more wisdom in my life. So to close, uh, I'm, I'm sort of spoiling my sermon for next week because I'm about to read what I wrote for the conclusion of next week's sermon, uh, but I really like it, and I think it's really important So maybe I'll just read it at the end of every sermon in this series. I don't know. But uh, Proverbs often talks about being open to wisdom. The the word openness, or at least the posture of openness, is really important throughout the book of Proverbs. About allowing wisdom to slowly but surely soak into our existence. About about having our eyes open. About having our our hearts kind of peeled open to the ways in which wisdom might soak in, might seep into to who we are, and it might impact the way that we live. Uh, we're called to a spirit of openness. It's like what I read in, in uh, chapter 2, verse 10 earlier. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Wisdom has this way of seeping through the cracks of our existence. If we just open up a little bit. Uh, It wants to enter our heart. It wants to to make its home there. And so that's why I'm encouraging us to be reading Proverbs daily uh, along with me throughout this series. Because I want us to be open to the ways in which uh, that wisdom might speak to us. So I'm challenging all of us to be reading the book of Proverbs. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And on most months, there's 31 days uh, of the month roughly. So if you read a chapter a day, corresponding to the day of the month, uh, then we'll all be reading. So you would have read chapter 10 today, and chapter 11 tomorrow. And over the course of the series, we'll read through the book a couple times. When you get to October 1st, start over with Proverbs 1. And we'll be reading it together, but I think it will open us up to the ways in which uh, wisdom might want to speak to us. I- I'm encouraging us to have that posture over the next six weeks. How might God want to move in and through us uh, as we explore wisdom? Uh, how might God want to shake us up and help us to step more fully into a life of wisdom? So I'll, I'll close with this. Uh, the point of the wisdom tradition is to learn to slow down, To look around, to observe our life, to see the world, to be aware of what's messed up, to think, to pray, and ultimately to open ourselves up to being a student, to learning, to developing, to asking questions about what there is to learn and about how we can grow, about how we might live better and more in tune with God So let us strive for wisdom to be so central to us at our core that it drives us and forms us and teaches us that we grow from our mistakes and that we are better and do better and love better moving forward. Let's pray together. God, I thank you so much that you are wise, that your wisdom is beyond our comprehension, and that you have baked wisdom Uh, into existence, that you have woven it into the fabric uh, of life. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be open over the next six weeks uh, to tapping into the depth and profoundness of wisdom. Uh, Help us to explore our lives. Help us to think deeply about the ways in which we often choose folly over wisdom. And help us to transition, to transform into people who more often act wisely in the world. Uh, uh, Shape us into people who are righteous and just. Who say no to evil. Who flee from folly. And who take up the cause of justice in our world. Who fight for a more just world. Who fight uh, for those who have been trapped by foolishness. God, we offer you all of these prayers in the name of Jesus, our wise and true guide, in the name of woman wisdom who shouts into the streets, beckoning us to follow her. Amen. Uh, Okay, a couple of announcements.